Chapter 6 It's 9 in the morning and Pearl and Liko the activist wait in the car outside of prison. They've arrived to fetch the social worker who runs the support group that Munatlehi attends. The three of them are planning to go to Tsepofatso's home and inform them of Munatlehi and his parole application. They know that the meeting is important and they cannot leave any chance of failure. The social worker parks his car next to them and steps out. Hi, um, you didn't have to come dressed in your police uniform. We're also dressed casually, comments Pearl as she looks at the social worker intently. Um, my name is Tulan, by the way. The uniform will come in handy. In fact, I will need to drive with the official correctional services car. Can you send me the address in case we lose each other in the convoy? I know how BMW drivers are, replies Tulani with a cheeky grin. <clears throat> I like this guy. I see no ring on your finger. Are you available? Asks Liko the activist. Tulani blushes and Pearl laughs at him. <laughs> and I'll let you... I'll let Liko send you the address. Then you can take this conversation into your DMs. And I'll drive slow enough for you to keep up, ne Tulan? Everyone laughs. The drive to Tsepofato's home took over an hour from the prison. Tulani did keep up with Pearl's BMW driving skills. As they reached the correct street, Pearl drove slower, making sure that she did not drive past the correct house. Um, number 79102 is the one ahead on the left, says Liko the activist. Pearl and Tulani parked their cars outside the yard and they stepped out of the cars. The three of them looked at each other and took deep breaths. They could feel the gravity of the moment. Um, let me knock and lead the conversation. I will introduce you guys and explain everything explains Tulani to Pearl and Liko the activist. Tulani picked up a rock and knocked on the metal part of the gate to get the attention of the people inside. Ndate Piri decides to fetch the gate remote and presses to let them in. Ndate Piri opens the front door and waits for the three guests to come in. Dumelang? greets Ntate Piri. The three guests greet Ntate Piri and Tulani negotiates for them to be allowed into the house. Nkhunutsiri, like a magician, somehow prepared tea and biscuits for her guests in this short time. She brings the tray filled with treats and offers it to her guests in the lounge. So what made us have the honor of the police joining us for tea and biscuits? asks Ntate Piri. Yes, so my name is Tulani. I work as a probation officer, also known as a social worker who works in the correctional facility. I came with two of my colleagues. Uh, Pearl is, is a lawyer and uh, Liko works with her. We have come here regarding one of our prisoners. Tulani couldn't continue his comment because he is interrupted by Mkhunutsiri. <clears throat> we don't know prisoners. We are God-fearing people. You have the incorrect house. You agree with me in Datepirine? 
I, I, I support my wife. She's correct about our family and our values. We are a God-fearing and loving family. There is no criminal history within this family. Adds Ntate Piri. He keeps looking at his wife to reassure her that things will be alright. Kia can hear that there is a conversation in the lounge. She picks up that it is multiple voices and decides to eavesdrop in on this conversation. I understand and acknowledge that you do not commit crimes and are a family of high morals and values. However, we have reason to believe that about 15 years ago you reported a kidnapping and the kidnapper was arrested, charged and convicted of this crime. He is now looking to gain probation but requires the family of the victim to testify about how they would feel if he would be released. Does this case ring a bell? Tulani was trying his best to allow the family to be honest and own up that they know the truth. Well, I, I don't know this criminal justice system, how it works. If it would be true that we reported a crime and the person is in prison, why would we be okay with releasing such a person? Hmm? How long did this person uh, be sentenced for? Asked Piri as he continues to be cagey and non-committal. Uh, 20 years, sir. Tulani replies. That was never enough. An injustice. He killed our daughter and changed our life completely. He deserves the death penalty. Shouts an upset Nkhunutsidi. The noise she made makes Kia come closer to the lounge as she wants to hear clearly what it is that would make her this upset. What my wife is trying to say is that we do not support this. You can tell the courts our decisions. Please, leave now. Tulani, this is not going to work. Listen, Mulakere Mulefe is his name. He is a good man and deserves to be given parole. More importantly, he wants to meet his daughter that you have denied him access to. What you have done is criminal. These comments cause an uproar with shouting happening between Gia's grandparents and Pearl. Tulani struggles to get them to be calm and Gia walks into the room. Gia, go back to your room. And that the period demands. So, he is my dad? That's really my dad? Your grandfather told you to go to your room. Learn to listen. Maya. Shouts on Khunutsidi. He called me. I heard his voice. I thought it was a joke. It really was him. I want to meet him. 
We are your legal guardians and you will not go see the charlatan. Replies visibly angry Tatepiri as he tries to get Kia back to her room. Unfortunately, unless your father gave his parental rights away, he can have the final say about where you go. He wants to see you, comments a calmer pearl. Seeing Mulatlehi's daughter in front of her put her spirits at ease, especially when she asked to see him. That can't be right. Policeman, this can't be legal, right? Asks a perplexed Nkhunutiri. She sits down on the couch looking defeated. I will be there in the room as a social worker and mediator. She has a right to see him. And he has a right to ask to see her. If I think the meeting between the two of them is too emotional, too, too, too traumatic, I will end it. That is all I can promise. But it is true. You cannot stop her from seeing her father. Explains Tulani to Kia's grandparents. Tulani continues to explain the process that would be followed going forward. He reassures Kia's grandparents that these sort of meetings have happened before and they ended well in the past. Kia's grandparents were not happy at all and told Kia that she's on her own going forward if she agrees to visit her father. As her grandparents left the room in protest, Kia accompanies the three guests out of the yard. As Kia returns to her room, she's left conflicted about what all of this means. Words like kidnapping, murder, prison. 15 years kept spinning in her mind. She wonders if this means her grandparents have been lying to her all along and why this was the case. She decides to go back to sleep as she felt the headache coming as a result of all the events that she just witnessed.